listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Hi, Katie. Hi, Zach. Um, do you ever... You do laundry sometimes, right? Yeah, I do laundry pretty frequently, I would say. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, you know what I was thinking about the other day? So you're going to do the episode this week. Mm-hmm. We're switching it up. Yes. Earlier this week, I was thinking, because I was I was driving, and I drove past a business, and I was like, what the heck is that? What are they doing in there? And that business was a dry cleaner. So I want you to teach us what dry cleaning is, because that is one of those things that I'm sure 99% of people hearing this will agree. They've they've known about it their entire lives. They've heard that word, those words thrown around a thousand times, probably have gotten close dry cleaned, but what the H is dry cleaning? Yeah. What is it? This is a I very don't know. good question. I think it's a chemical process. I have And that's zero about idea. all I know, and I don't even know if that's right. You just hand the people your clothes... And and they sometimes circle stuff in chalk, and then you say when you need it back by, and they say we can't give it to you. Then we'll give it to you two days later, and you go okay, yeah. and then and then you, you leave. pick it up, and they tell you the price, and it's no questions asked. Yeah. You just pay them whatever they and tell you. And you're like, I don't know what you did. They yeah. might have done nothing. I'll find out. No, they usually do something. No, they no, do something because yeah. you get the clothes, and you're like, oh, they're fresh. Yeah. This is great. It's a mystery. Wow. I feel it's, like I'm going to be a detective. Um, it's a miracle is yeah. what it is. So, yeah, learn about it. Teach us what's going on with dry cleaners. What is going on with dry cleaners? I'll find out. Thank you. All right. So, I thought that this would be interesting you know dry cleaning what is it i had so much fun researching this. really i don't even know why oh, yeah cool. maybe part of it is just like it's so fun to take a break from law stuff but i truly I was like that. having so much fun also i watched a couple of videos and videos are always fun um anyway it was great oh good well so. I, I had a feeling that this would be a, a really interesting one because this is Again, like I said in the intro, I think these are the perfect episodes. The things where we all know what it is, but no one really knows what it is. Yeah, totally. And we see it all the time, and we talk about it, and most of us have even interacted with it in that we've had clothes dry clean. And you just hand it off to these people, and you just trust them. And for good reason, because they do a good job. But, Mm -hmm. like, you don't know what they're doing, but now we know. (laughs) At least I know. know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on the edge of my seat. I will tell you. So, um... First, let's start with what normal washing clothes is, right? So if you do it at home or whatever, first of all, maybe you're very old school and you just like beat the clothes on rocks outside, which is like cool, cool for you if Mm -hmm. you want to do that. Um, Most of people in the modern world, what we do is we put clothes in the washing machine and we use uh, soap essentially, right? And so apparently the way that the soap works is the, the soap saponifies the oils, which I guess just means like loosens them and gets them out and whatever attracts them. And it dislodges 
soil and other whatever junk that's on your clothes um they become loose during the wash cycle and then they um basically form a suspension in the water so then they stay off the clothes in the water and then they get rinsed away during the spin and the rinse cycle so that's how normally clothes this all sounds very gross for a a (laughs) fairly simple process that we're you know well, probably all familiar with at least <laughs> can, you can picture it <laughs> yeah like ugh, oils uh, what do you call it a, a what do you call it a suspension yeah. i just picture like a uh, <laughs> uh like a uh, a three inch like gray foam on top of all of the the clothes that are getting washed that you just wipe yeah. away. i don't know it just sounds gross it does sound gross but the good news is your clothes end up clean so that is true there you go um fresh undies so this is the you know, the most mind-blowing part of the whole podcast that maybe everyone knows except me, but I didn't. And also, the videos I watched made it seem like most people don't know. So, dry cleaning does not mean the clothes stay dry. They get wet. Oh, really? The clothes (laughs) are wet. they call it dry cleaning? (laughs) They call it dry cleaning because there's no water. But that doesn't mean they don't get wet. That's weird. (laughs) I know. It's not just hilarious i mean i guess i i would have no idea how they clean them without getting them wet right but also i i don't know i guess i I don't know i guess i'm proving that i've never really thought about i know i've never really thought about it either but they do get wet. so they do get wet like they're they go in a machine where they are fully saturated and like yes but not with water so that's why we call it dry cleaning so yes the the cleaning fluid that's used And I'll go into, like, a bunch of um, different kinds that have been used. But basically, it's going to be a liquid fluid that it's like a a solvent. It's not water. There's lots of liquids in the world. I mean, maybe not lots, but there are liquids in the world that are not water, right? Blood, milk. That's Yeah, they use blood (laughs) and milk. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so it's just going to be some kind of liquid solvent that they use that's not water. And that's how they clean them. But that doesn't mean that they stay dry. Okay. It's just funny. So why do we use dry cleaning? I it's, don't know. It's reserved for clothes that are that like can't hold up in the regular washing machine. So either they are prone to shrinking, stretching, uh, material that just is not going to do well if you just like chuck it in the machine that then gets like spun around for all this time with all your other clothes and whatever uh-huh. so this is going to be like your nicer clothing maybe some people dry clean everything which is weird because when you're talking about liquids that aren't water they mm-hmm. all sound a lot harsher than water so yeah. i would think the safest thing you could do for a delicate piece of clothing is wash it in just water yeah but apparently not no and also i've got um, a lot to learn as as i'll talk about it seems like dry clean so when we wash our clothes in the laundry machine, the washing machine at home, it'll take maybe a half hour, maybe 45 minutes, and then you put it in the dryer for another hour or so. The dry cleaning process is a lot quicker, so I would imagine that just the um, physical, mechanical agitation of the clothing is so much less. That is probably better oh, for okay. it. Oh, okay. All right, you know? cool. And, all, and, um, and then also just the process of not using water and soap. Mm -hmm. Um, is better for it so let's go back to the history so apparently some form of what we would call dry cleaning existed way back in roman times what when 
they used to wear <laughs> this is so funny they wore woolen togas which to me just sounds like the worst thing ever i'm like please don't make me wear a woolen toga this is terrible but if they you're wearing put... what looks pretty close to a woolen <laughs> toga not... right now <laughs> i'm wearing a very comfy warm <laughs> sweatery business <laughs> if everybody listening went to their closet <laughs> and found the closest thing to a woolen toga none of them would be as close uh... as the one she is wearing at this very moment. Okay. The but thing go that I'm on. really, really objecting to is the wool. Because wool is itchy and not comfortable uh-huh. a lot of the time. And I, when I picture a toga, I picture you're not wearing anything under it. So to me, that's even Ooh. itchier. But who knows? But so anyway, if they put those woolen togas in hot water to wash them, they would shrink. Like massively shrink. It okay. was not an option. So they would use ammonia. And then your little olives are hanging out. If yeah, it shrinks this is too much. Not acceptable. Mm-mm. You're going to get arrested. Uh, so they would use ammonia to clean the woolen togas. And so technically that's dry cleaning because there's no water involved. Now, what is ammonia? I don't know. I didn't look that up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of know what ammonia like you Right, but I'm like, where did ammonia and Romans stuff. get it? They, they just, they had an ammonia pump I in trust the house. it. Yep. I trust mm-hmm. it. Okay. So that was like, so dry cleaning as a concept has been around for a long time. Now, modern, what we think of as modern dry cleaning, guess what? It's another happy accident invention. We love those. How so? So this dude, Jean-Baptiste Jolly in 1855, French French fellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a dye works owner, which I did not look up exactly what that is, but I assume it's some kind of like dyeing clothes operation. Was it uh, like DYE? Yeah, DYE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he noticed one day, he had a maid, so he must have been doing pretty well. He noticed that one day his maid accidentally spilled a kerosene lamp on his tablecloth, which sounds very dangerous, but it turned Les out okay. That's what I <laughs> and and after that happened, he noticed that the tablecloth was like clean. It was cleaner mm-hmm. than it was before. So he capitalizes on this and offers a service along with his in his dry works comp- dye works company that he calls dry cleaning. He and he's gonna essentially wash clothes so he in coined kerosene. the term yes where mm-hmm. is he from i mean he's france. Fr- from france but is he in the u.s no he's french oh, okay this is in france okay yes um so that was like 1855 this happens but 18 oh actually i'm realizing these dates don't line up Just go so that <laughs> make them up that is the first that is like what people refer to as like modern dry cleaning and probably because of the kerosene but in 1821, I'm going to come back to this at the end because it was very fascinating to me. A man named Thomas L. Jennings, in America now, so we're in America, was, he got a patent on a commercial dry cleaning process known as dry scouring, and he was the first African American to be granted a patent of any kind. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, and this is the first Related to dry cleaning. Dry cleaning. Yeah. That's really cool. I know, right? Right after our Black History Month, we're just like coming on it. I think it's like <laughs> March 1st, and we're, but we're tagging on. Um, so I'll get back to him at the end. But I thought that was very cool. That is really cool. Yeah. So in the United States, dry cleaning as an industry is 
fairly new in the sense of, you know, if the ancient Greeks were doing it, this mm. whole modern process is, is fairly new. It's been kind of developing over, it, I read, like, during the past 75 years, you could call, like, the era of, like, modern dry cleaning. So early dry cleaning and dry cleaners used, this is insane, but they used gasoline and kerosene. Like, that guy who spilled the lamp, kerosene, like, that's what they continued to use. Because, so the reason why it works, which I think I'm going to get into a little bit later, but I'll just say it now. So dry cleaning does a good job of getting out oil and grease-based stains. I get that. So this is what this would do, right? Yeah. It sounds utterly insane, but I guess if you dip clothes and like, you know, agitate them around in gasoline or kerosene or something like that. It cleans them. It gets all the all the oil-based grease out of Do them. Do not try at home. Thank you. Yeah, right? It seems crazy, but that's what they would do. And then they moved on well, to... Well, wait. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming that's step one of the process. And yeah. And then I'll they go through rinse it with process. something else so you I'll don't... explain. Okay. I'll explain. Okay. So now we move on to new synthetic solvents called carbon tetrachloride and trichloroethylene. So this was now popular in, like, let's say the 30s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after World War II ended, you know, I don't know the exact history of it, but somehow we come come along to this product known as perchlorethylene. Perchlorethylene, which everyone calls perk, which is why I'm not going to pronounce <laughs> it because everywhere else it's just called perk. Right. Um, perk is a colorless non-flammable liquid solvent with a uh, very recognizable odor apparently it's like a sweet ether like is how i saw it described oh, wow. i guess if you know the scent you're like oh yeah that's perk nowadays maybe not so much right nowadays but from like world war ii until let's say the 90s for sure and now still Perk is the dry cleaning solvent perk everyone uses perk perk is king everyone knows it so Perk, as opposed to those other... Um, Wait, does just one company make Perk, or are there like a lot of companies that make Perk? I think, I would. I don't know, but I think a lot of companies make Perk. Perk is not like a brand name. Oh, it's a oh that's right. It's that whole long, yeah, crazy name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Perk apparently was safer than these other solvents. It worked faster. It did a better job of cleaning. It required less massive equipment, less floor space. And you could, so you could even offer, as you've probably seen, like one hour service, right? So Perk allowed for that kind of thing to happen. So we're all in on Perk. Now, you were asking me earlier, how does it actually work? Yeah. Would you like me to take you through the process of dry cleaning? Yes, I would, because right now I'm just picturing everybody in the 40s smelling like gas. Yeah, well, they did, but nowadays they don't. Um, so the first thing that happens when you go in, and I saw this breakdown of, what is it, five, uh, six steps in, on several articles. So this must be like well known in the industry. This is the process. Step one is tagging and inspection. 
So you walk in, oh, yeah. uh, they put a little tag on your clothes, right? So this is good practice because they don't want your clothes to get mixed up with everyone else's clothes. So they need to assign a special number, whatever to use, so they're going to know your clothes are your clothes. Um, also at this time is when they'll look at it and make note of any, you know, stains, mm-hmm. little buttons, whatever. So that's tagging and I like that part. That's a fun process. That part was easy. Then you get a little printout receipt, and they say, come back in four days. You say, mm-hmm. okay, great. And I say, but the sign says two hours, and then they laugh at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next step is pre-treatment. So the dry cleaner will look for stains on your clothes and maybe do a little bit of pre-treatment on them if there's something specific that they know they need to address. I saw in one place... It was like, how you can help the dry cleaner out. And it was, I thought this made sense. It said, if you get a stain on your clothes, if it's a water-based stain, so like soup or something like that. um, Soup. (laughs) The example said bean soup. And I was like, why (laughs) do you have to give me this graphic example? Now I feel gross. But anyway, if you spill bean soup on your shirt, you can add water, like warm water to it and then press gently on either side to help draw out the water. So like water will help draw out water-based stain. And then if it's a grease-based stain, oil-based stain, it said apply a solvent to it and then do the same thing. And I was like, why do I have a solvent in my house? But anyway. Uh Um, And then I saw in another place, which may have just been big dry cleaning advertising and it said if you get a stain like do not do anything do it don't address it just get to your dry cleaner as fast as you can pick up your phone and dial 911 (laughs) so (laughs) there's the you know disparity in thought on whether you should treat your own stains the next step is dry cleaning actually dry cleaning so I'll tell you the process that works with Perk because that's just the one that had been used for so long. It's slightly different with some of the more modern technologies, okay, but we'll fair. get to that later. So basically, the the dry cleaning machine is very similar to a washing machine. It looks the same. It has hmm. a little door. You put it in. There's a little steel basket that's perforated. Um, okay. You close it. It has... You know, a motor that pumps to pump stuff in. And it's, it's all the same. There's liquid in there? There is liquid solvent. So you put the clothes in. It pumps in perk, this liquid solvent. Yeah. And uh, the clothes rotate at, like they do in the regular washing machine. The solvent, this is crazy. So there's a constant flow of clean solvent from the... So perk, I'll just call it perk for now. So there's a constant flow of of new clean perk Uh coming in. Perk apparently is 75% heavier than water. So I think it very very quickly kind of like filters through because it's very heavy. And so the, the, the process is basically just like pumping new clean stuff in and filtering out yeah. dirty stuff. Yeah. And a typical, so this isn't like extreme, a typical machine pumps through 1,500 gallons of perk per hour. What? That's how much. So that's why what? your clothes, it'll be a relatively quick cycle. It'll be in there for like five minutes, eight minutes or something like that. So it's not like a washing machine where it's in there for 35 minutes, 45 minutes. That's it's insane, in there for a few minutes. Though. 
Yeah, it is insane. It Wait. says in eight minutes, the clothes are doused with 200 gallons of solvent. Wait, is it recycling it? Yes, yes, it does recycle it. Oh, okay, so it's pushing it through, filtering it, and pumping the same fluid back. Yeah, through. like at some point, yes. Okay, because I'm like, the, the okay, in eight minutes, that's four 55-gallon drums of yeah. stuff that's going... It's insane. I, yeah, so. when you first said that, I was like, that that can't be. Otherwise, we would see tanker trucks unloading at dry cleaners literally every, they, every other day. They You'd do see. recycle the, the perk, for sure. Okay. And I'll talk about that a little bit, too. Please, too. Um, oh, so, so after <laughs> it does that cycle, uh-huh. so now they've gotten all solvent And do they throw a bunch of clothes in there like you do at home? Or is it like my shirt gets its own cycle? Or you know, is your shirt and my shirt and I don't know for else's? sure. I kind of got the sense that it's not, they're not going to put a whole ton of stuff in there, but but I don't know for sure. Yeah. They might put in a, like more than one shirt or something. Mm-hmm. But um, so after that, that process, then the next cycle drains them completely and spins really fast to to expel all the solvent like like yeah. you do with water basically but then it it pumps in warm air and the warm air will vaporize any remaining solvent or fumes so that's how it kind of dries it okay. out so cuz i when i watched a video the guy said you know we put it in here and it gets wet it's not dry but then when he pulled it out, it was dry. So you put it in there. Oh, you, so in the same machine, yes. it gets whipped around with the hot air? Yeah, it's That's the, the same, same machine process. that pumps in the perk? Yeah, so all the fumes and everything are, you know, not all, but, but it's being vaporized and cleaned out of yeah. all that in that same process. And as to your point about reusing the perk, they can distill it. Sometimes there ends up being some water in there, just like... You know, just like there's water in the air, like just mm-hmm. throwing a garment in there, there could be some water retained in the garment or even just in the air of the machine. And I thought this was interesting that the because the perk is so much heavier than water, all the water floats right on top, so it's super easy to remove. Oh, so you um, just like stick a straw in it and drink it out. Yeah, I'm sure that's how they do okay. it. Okay. Uh, but it is important to sequester the solvent so it's the perk so it doesn't go into the atmosphere or drain into the ground because that is not very environmentally friendly which okay. we'll talk about later. okay so we take it out it's out now probably it's dry, it's dry. put um, the tag back on pro- not yet because now we have oh, to do wow. post spotting oh which is look if there's any lingering stain you know maybe it didn't completely get the stains out that so bean we need soup to, is persistent that bean soup well actually is interesting because um like i was saying water gets out water-based stains solvent gets out oil-based stains so at home most wet stains like that will come out because you're using a water-based process mm-hmm. to clean it and in dry cleaning it's the opposite Water-based stains are more likely to still be there when you take it out rather than oil or grease-based stains. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? That's really weird. So they got to look out for that, make sure that they take care of it if it's still there. And then the last part is finishing, which includes pressing, folding, packaging, other finishing touches. They have machines that steam, you know, steam Mm -hmm. the garment and 
And it was interesting because they have a machine that will like steam the garment into place and then also vacuum out all the hot air. So it kind of like seals it (laughs) right in spot. I know. It's very professional, right? It feels like they have to have something going on that's more than the steamer you can buy at Target. Yeah. And they do. Who would have thought? I kind of want that. I know, right? It would, sounded That would be good cool. on the couch. Yes, they should, that would be yeah, good on the couch. House calls. Oh my Maybe gosh. they do. We should look into it. But um, so, as you may have been thinking, maybe not, as I'm going through this whole thing and talking about this perk that has a long name that I can't even pronounce, this is not necessarily the best thing for the environment and or human health. <laughs> this is not... Great. The greatest. Uh, So back in the day, uh, dry cleaning machines were vented the way, you know how our laundry laundry washing machines are vented, especially like in our apartment building. There's a million laundry machines and... The dryers, you're talking. The dry... Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. The dryers are vented. But this, because it's a washer and dryer all in one, they would be vented like that. So uh, the exhausts were just expelled outside like they are when you walk by a building now and you're like oh it smells like laundry yeah um so we used to vent them out and then also i think i can't imagine that people were literally just like taking a tub of it and just like dumping it on the ground or like into (laughs) a lake i'm sure they were (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately yeah they probably were but so there was a lot of um this perk being either lost to the atmosphere which is bad for the atmosphere or being entered back into the groundwater, yeah. essentially. So all this is, like, really bad, as yeah. you can imagine. Not only is it really bad, you lose, like you were saying, is it reusable? That's so much stuff. They were losing a ton of the stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So so now, especially since, like, the 1990s, the EPA has put much stricter controls on emissions of solvent. So... All of the all of the machines now have to be fully enclosed. Nothing is vented out. And as far as I can understand, it's just like they they do a much better job of um, recovering the solvent. So like, if there's some fume, like you know, turning into fumes, they like condense it and and distill it back into solvent. They just yeah. catch all of it and keep it. And they now have, like, computer systems on the computer drying sensors. So Mm -hmm. they can really detect when, like, all of the perk has been removed from the garment. It's actually clean and clear So as to not take stuff out of the dryer too early. Yeah, which is good for, A, not letting it uh, escape into the environment, and, B, not giving clothes that are still full of chemicals to a person. Yeah. Right? So because not only... Or is it bad for the environment? It's It can be bad for your health. Like, I, I saw... I don't think there have been, been any studies that are, like, clearly directly related to, like, horrible cancer or anything like that. But, but they do consider PERC a carcinogen. They have done studies, and as might make sense, dry cleaning workers are the most affected by it. Yeah, But sure. in general... It's it's not good, right? This is a chemical. It's not great to be interacting with it um, on a daily basis if you're working there or even on a basis where if you get your clothes dry cleaned that you're wearing clothes that are kind of covered in this stuff. 
Yeah, I, I wonder if that is a big problem in in the community of people who operate dry cleaning yeah. businesses. I think it. I think it was, especially before they had regulations making you not vent the machine. You yeah. know, it's better now, but it's still a concern. So there has been a movement toward, as I'm sure you've probably heard of, green dry cleaning. Yes, I've definitely dry cleaning, seen organic businesses dry cleaning. that advertise that. Yes. So now, basically, if you see something that says it's green dry cleaning or eco or organic or something, they're using something besides perk. They're using non-toxic solvents to clean the clothes. Mm. So um, what I've – the I basically saw three. One was the biggest one I saw, but there's hydrocarbon, which is a carbon-based solvent that's non-toxic. Um, there was green earth cleaning, which uses a silicone-based solvent. And then the biggest one that I saw the most information about was um, liquid carbon dioxide, that is obviously carbon dioxide, but in a liquid form. Yeah. So all three of those are eco-friendly because they're carbon-based. They're based on you know elements in the earth, and so they're not toxic. Uh huh. And do they work as well? No, of course not. <laughs> That's always the trade-off, right? So yeah. I saw that carbon, the liquid carbon dioxide. First of all. In order to make carbon dioxide a liquid, because, you know, it's it's out there, right? It's in the air right now or breathing it out. Uh, so it normally exists as a gas. To make it a liquid, you have to pressurize it, like really kind of seriously pressurize it. So the machines that can do that are really expensive. It, it, they'll be like $90,000 for one machine oh, good. that can keep this pressurized chamber. Mm-hmm. And then also liquid carbon dioxide... This is really interesting and it's like crazy science, but when you use perk or kerosene or something like that, an electrical charge builds up in the solvent itself as you're agitating it. And so that does a good job of fabric doesn't hold, doesn't conduct electricity well. It doesn't hold an, electro, an electrical charge like that. So the dirt and oils and whatever are like even more attracted to the solvent because they're like being drawn to this electrical charge that doesn't occur in liquid carbon dioxide it's just not a property that it has Uh so that's like one reason why it it just doesn't clean as well it doesn't do as good a job i know right it's crazy how it's so scientific but um you know it's like everything in life i feel like like the organic healthy version it's not going to be as good right, as yeah. the chemically bad-free version. But, but it, I mean, I think it still works pretty well. Also, just don't get your clothes as dirty, and then it'll work. Also, just don't dry-clean your clothes that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do. I, I mean, we rarely dry-clean stuff. I, like, I know. I don't have a lot of clothes that require dry-cleaning, and, yeah, I rarely I rarely. I it. remember... When I first met you, you and a friend, I like met up with you guys, and you were like, "Oh yeah, we're like blah blah blah," and we we picked up clothes at the dry cleaners, and I was like, "Dry cleaners? <laughs> what are you grandparents? <laughs> the dry cleaners? I've never like growing up. I don't think my parents dry really? cleaned one thing. Well, perhaps they did. Not that I know of. Like I didn't dry clean something until I was probably twenty. 
23 or 24. Most of the things you dry clean, which is why I don't really dry clean anything, is suits. If you wear suits, right, you get exactly. them dry cleaned. If you have, you know, I think of it as like dress it. If you have like some nice dresses that are made of weird materials, yeah. you dry clean those. So I have, yeah, I've done it several times now with exactly mm-hmm. suits, yeah, dress shirts, um, things like that that right. just can't. You can't throw them in the wash. Yeah. But still, exactly. I do it. I don't know. I feel like I do it so rarely. How often do you really need to wash a suit? It's yeah. Like you wear it I agree. one night and then you put it away for five months and then you wear and it also, one night and suit, you put it away for a year. At you least know? the part, top part of you you always have something under it too. Yeah. Which yeah. I think. Like even I have a lot of sweaters that need dry cleaning, but I'm just so cold all the time that I'm always wearing a shirt under it anyway. So feels like it makes the sweater last pretty long. But wait, you're kind of learning because sometimes you'll hand wash a cashmere sweater. You've yes. been known to do that. So are you learning that that's actually bad for it? No, I didn't necessarily learn that. I only do that on sweaters that tell me on the label that that's okay, which oh, actually okay. brings me to I my I thought you next were doing point. that on dry clean only things that you were like, oh, I don't feel like going no, to the dry no. clean. I'll just hand wash it. No, I, I'll only do it on things that say that's an okay thing to do. Okay. Um, and that I was just about to get into a little subject called advice for getting clothes dry cleaned. Dang. And the number one thing was always read the label. Don't tear out the labels with all those little symbols on them mm-hmm. in your clothes because you need them to tell you what to do. Yes, all and of those little symbols have very specific meanings. Yeah. Yeah, that, we'll have to post a photo of that, of right. like a chart that yeah, breaks it all because that's pretty cool. And, um, and the dry cleaner needs it too, right? If you mm-hmm. just hand your clothes to the dry cleaner, because some of them I saw – they they'll have spe- dry cleaning specific instructions. Like one of them was a P in a circle that meant something about perk, but one was a P and it was underlined, which means like you need to do light dry cleaning if it's with perk. Like mm. it's it's important stuff for them to know. That's so crazy. don't rip it out. I if, don't. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, and then this was the one where it said, "Don't try and remove stains yourself." So again, could have been funded by big dry cleaning. I think so. Uh, make sure when you get there that you communicate with your dry cleaner, point out the stains, and also point out <laughs> any special parts of the garment. If there's like some random little button or hook somewhere, make sure you show it to them because dry cleaners sometimes, depending on what it is. Will even remove buttons and things like that before they dry clean it, and then oh, they'll wow. re-sew it on after. That's why. just because if these are delicate garments, that the little five-minute agitation in the um, machine, if it could pull or snag or something, yeah. that's what you're paying for, right? Yeah, it's a high-quality service. It sure is. Um, so that's pretty much everything that I have, except for that one. Fun fact that I wanted to get back to. About the man from 1821? Yes, about Thomas Jennings, the patent dude. So, like I said, he was the first African-American to be granted a patent for his method of dry cleaning. Dry scouring. Dry scouring. So, he lived in New York. He was a New York City-based tailor. So, that's why he was in the business. He knew about this dry cleaning. So, like I said... That feels like the dry cleaning capital of the world to me. Yeah, everyone's dry cleaning everything there. It is crazy. Also, when I lived in New York, it was like, no one has laundry in their buildings, you know? And you're all so busy, and everything is just nuts there. So, when I lived in New York, I would literally sometimes drop my clothes off 
not for dry cleaning, for washing. Yeah. You drop them off, they wash them, they fold them, they put them in this little sealed bag and give them back to you. Which now I look back and I'm like, what was I doing? That is the bougiest, craziest thing anyone's ever yeah, done. Absolutely. But it was just what everyone did. I, I, how much do they charge for something like that? Like they a must dollar charge a by pound. the pound, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so it's like 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you have 30 pounds. I mean, when we go do a full load of laundry, like, it's well over 30 pounds, I would say. Oh, yeah. I think I used to not wear a lot of clothes because I was like, I can't afford it. Anyway, so back to Thomas Jennings. So he was a New York City-based tailor. It's 1821. This is pre-Civil War. This mm-hmm. is, you know, intense stuff. Way before. He took the proceeds of his invention, his patent, on this dry scouring to buy his wife and children's freedom. Oh, my gosh. Right? Isn't that, like, the craziest, heaviest thing you ever heard? Yeah. Dry cleaning made this man be able to get his wife and children and bring them up to New York with him. He was active in civil rights work. He was working in civil rights for the um, African-American community. In 1931, he was selected as an assistant secretary to the first annual convention of the people of color in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which met in June of 1831. Wow. Amazing. Never heard of it. That's very cool. Um, And then this was the craziest thing to me. This is like the coolest fact. So he had a daughter named Elizabeth Jennings who – was a little Rosa Parks in her own right mm-hmm. before Rosa Parks <laughs> was even around. In 1854, That's 101 she... years before Rosa Parks. Really? hmm This is amazing. Yeah. 101 years. She challenged, challenged a private streetcar company's segregation of seating. Wow. Hello, Rosa Parks and Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Um, and she was arrested. And so her father helped arrange legal defense for her. She was uh, defended by a young Chester Arthur. What? Who went on to be president and he won her case. That is crazy. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, wow. I was like, what a story. That's a really cool story. I know. That you just happened upon because it of dry cleaning. ties into dry cleaning. Yeah. I love that. I know, That's right? the most fun part about doing this podcast is right? when you are looking up one thing and then you end up uncovering this incredible story that has almost nothing to do with right. the thing you were originally After reading that, up. I was like, I need to look up a book on this Elizabeth Jennings. She That's really, awesome. really cool. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what she went on to do as an adult. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. That's why I need the book. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's really neat. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you found that. Thank you. And I'm glad that you did such a thorough job uh, on this dry cleaning episode. I've been curious about it for, frankly, my whole life. Yeah, me too. Now we know. Mystery no more. Wow. I kind of want to go get something cleaned. Yeah, but go to an eco one. It won't be as clean. Actually, I think the one up the street, the one that we go to, I think is. I think so too. Yeah, it it at least says that. And I'm like, yeah, sure, go for it. (laughs) Hopefully, they're not. I believe you. (laughs) All right. Great job. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30 Minute Expert Podcast. That's 30 Minute Expert Podcast at gmail.com. 
If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.